Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a couple's one-on-one actual play podcast, series one, episode four. Uh, hello, my darling. Hi. Um, my name is Zach. I am the husband and the GM. My name is Diana. I am the wife and the player. How are you today? I'm okay. My voice is a little shot, so I apologize if I come off a little bit hoarse. I have been hanging out with 36 to 8-year-olds, going on various field trips, and if you've ever traveled with that many 6 to 8-year-olds during the summer when things are unstructured, you know that there's just, just a lot of, just a lot of noise and just a lot of yelling and crying and sadness. I have an office job. That must be rough. It is. It must be really hard. <laughs> it is. Now, we are magically transported. Yay, magic! Now six um, and eight-year-olds. Do you want to uh, pick us up where we left off? Sure. A fight had just broken out between the like caravan of people and the null raiders and we spent most of last episode with me fighting a null null raider null raider yeah null raider um how'd that turn out i didn't completely get my butt handed back to me because i held my own in the beginning and then i got sliced and i was like i'm done other person like specifically the people we pay to protect us because mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. Please protect me. Mm-hmm. And so that dude kind of did. Kind of. But then the Null Raider was like very hurt that I, I like had. like how you remember that. I, it was very hurt. He was very hurt that I had betrayed the contract of our relationship. Yeah. I had changed the rules. Yeah. And so now I have an enemy that I take, because I pay attention and I take copious notes. I take minus one if I ever fight him again. That's very true. Because I lost. Yeah. I backed out of my duel. And that's where we left off. This uh, this caravan guard broke off the duel. He came to your rescue and kind of helped chase off the knoll. Although I think that gives that doesn't give Sal enough credit. She was really handing it to this thing. Yeah. Um, she got really hurt and she got scared and she kind of she ended it. To recap. I didn't just, like, get, like, a prick. My HP was at 18, max 18. I'm at 7. That is less than half. That is. I got very hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Your side got torn open and your arm got torn up. Yeah. yeah. You, got, you got pretty beat up. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I just don't want people thinking that sound was just like, oh, eh. I mean, they were there. I mean, yeah, also, but still. But, uh, but yeah, so this guy comes to help you out, and you find out that his name uh, is... Uh, Mourinho? Why do you pick just the most Portuguese Portuguese names? I don't know, because I thought it sounded cool. All right. This young guy's name is Mourinho. Should I write this down? Is this important? It's up to you if it's important. Okay. He's a younger member of the caravan guard. He's kind of wet behind the ears still, a greenhorn. And he was, like, really shooken up by what happened. And he came to you and he kind of, like, tried to help put pressure on your arm wound to keep it from bleeding too badly. Got it. Until the the caravan could start to kind of reorganize itself and, and get itself under control, he keeps an eye on you as the rest of the caravan guard and like some of the other people who were in the caravan, like just the civilians, chase off the rest of the null raiders and they they flee. Slowly, the camp tries to reorganize itself, and you can still hear in the distance like fires burning, people moaning in pain, crying, shouts. It takes about another hour or two to kind of get people 
a little calm down, a little bit comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it puts you guys like very late at night, very early morning. Right, yeah. And Mourinho ends up getting a hold of uh, Jacinta, who is the company medic. She's the she's the caravan medic, and she's a caravan guard, and she's a medic. Okay. What was that face? It It's just interesting that you went with that name. Why? Jacinta? Yeah. As in from Fatima? As in the three shepherds? Oh, wait. Seriously? I didn't... I honestly didn't know, realize that. I thought you did that on purpose. Okay. No, I didn't. All right. I, that's fine. Well, now that name is, like, really loaded. No, it's not. I mean, it's a name. People still name their... That is a, that is a still... That is an active name. Yeah, but I feel like then I should have made it for somebody important. Oh, well. No, I mean, it's, it's Jacinta. Um, and ju- just, wait. Jacinta? Jacinta. 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 Yeah. Okay. Jacinta is... um kind of rough and tumble she's got like long black hair that she keeps tied up in a bun she wears like some this black leather armor she can hold her own but she's obviously a medic is what i'm trying to get at got it um she looks tough you wouldn't want to mess with her got it Mourinho takes you and the rest of the company takes some of the other injured people right to uh jacinta for care she takes your arm and she takes your side and she she bandages you up and and stitches you shut Mm -hmm. um how's sal doing I think that Sal is pretty shaken. I mean, I don't think she's, like, crying in a ball, but I think she's kind of just like, wow. So I was able to hold my own, but I got my butt handed to me. Going out on my own and adventuring on my own might be just a little bit harder than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she's shaken, like, in a scared way. I think she's shaken in a, like, determined way. So Jacinta, she has your arm. She's got, like, uh, she's holding, like, tight onto Sal's elbow. Mm -hmm. She's wrapping up up the wound. When uh, Narcissu walks into the tent and Narcissu looks at you and goes, So, uh, you're you're, you're the little hero, huh? No. <laughs> you just uh, you, looks, you, weren't, you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> no, he goes, uh, he goes, Mourinho told me what you did. I mean, yeah, but I'm not a hero. Do you see me? I'm covered in blood. Jacinta lets out like a little laugh. She lets out like a little chuckle. And uh, Narcissu pulls up a chair and he sits down beside you. He goes, um, where'd you, uh, where'd you get the sword? Where'd you get the face? That's not a... Excuse me? I think those are the same question. I've always had this sword. It's always been mine. Just like you've always had that face. It's always been yours. He, uh, he like, kind of, like, looks down on the floor and then looks back up at Sal and goes, um, I think you're getting the wrong impression. This isn't an interrogation or a, I don't know, you're not under arrest. I'm just trying to, didn't expect you to, uh, take on a null based Uh on how you look. I didn't expect to take on an all either. Again, also, based on how I look, were I dressed for null fighting, I think I would be dressed a little bit different. Jacinta finishes up the bandages, so regain 4 HP. Yay, HP! And, uh, actually, what happened to your sword? Do you have it, like, strapped to you? Are you holding on to it? Yeah, I just just sheathed it. Back in, so it's, again, I have billowy pants. They are specifically described as billowy. I have billowy pants that hide the sheath of the sword, and it's back in its sheath. Okay. In my billowy pants. In your billowy pants. Not billowy. So Narcissus kind of looks you over and goes, um, well, you'll, you should be happy to know that Mourinho's fine, and uh, Gilberto and Flora are fine. Good. They're, they're both uh, 
made it out okay, made it through the assault okay. Good. Unfortunately, we did lose a few people, but it can't be helped. He's, he's kind of like grimacing a little bit, a little angry. I mean, he did lose product. He's not selling these people. I mean, he's selling a service. Well, yeah, that's true. He is to get them safely, yeah. and he failed. He lost his product. That's true. I don't know if that, no, he lost his product. I'm saying that. He lost his product. Okay. Sounds very mean, though. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sounds, very, it sounds really heartless. I mean, but, but that's what happened. Is there anything that you want to say to Narcissu or any of these people? Can I go to sleep now? <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like she would be exhausted. Like, yeah. she had this huge adrenaline rush. She's fine. The people that she was, like, using for cover are fine. Like, she's tired now. Yeah. She's coming down hard. <laughs> well, so where do you go? Narcissu and Jacinta, Jacinta kind of gives you clearance to get out of the tent. She has other people to see. Well, I guess I go back to my tent. Yeah. Which I was originally saying was going to be near Flores, but okay. when we were doing the fight, it didn't seem like my tent was actually near there. No, it could be near there, yeah. So near there, yeah. I just go back to my tent. Okay. You, do you want to check in on Gilberto and Flora or anything? I feel like on my way to the tent, mm-hmm. on my way back to my tent, I just kind of like do a visual check on them. They're probably like wanting to be alone anyway. Yeah. I think you peer in the tent and you see Gilberto. He's, um, Gilberto is outside of his tent alone, just kind of staring into the fire. But his like, his eyelids are drooping and he kind of like keeps like nodding off. But he sees you and he kind of, he... he like gives you like a little nod and a wave like yeah like i acknowledge you yeah i think he's just really tired yeah same i do the same i go to my tent i pass out you sleep for about an hour an hour and a half um until the sun comes back up and starts peering through your tent and you hear the caravan company kind of walking through the camp and like banging on pots to get people up and get them packing I don't imagine Sal is a morning person, personally. And especially after the night that she has had, she is not happy about these banging pots. She's not happy. I think she's got a lot of bedhead. I think she's got some bags under her eyes. And she's one of those... You know those people? Like, you're one of these people. Like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think she's one of those people, but I don't know. Is there coffee? Yeah. Yeah, there absolutely is coffee in this world. So I think she's like, I need a coffee, I need a pastry, don't talk to me. Like, on any normal morning, and especially today. Well, normally, the caravan company has a little bit of food and coffee for people in the morning. They they have tea and coffee and um, breads and things. Is this a hotel? (laughs) No. Is that a normal caravan thing? Yeah, it's traveling rations. I think that's part of, like, what what they do, or they try to. Like just put a pot of coffee on and, I don't know, some grits, right? But they don't have any today because they weren't expecting to be out here today. Right. That makes sense. So she's super cranky. Yeah. Super cranky. But uh, when Sal gets out of her tent, she sees that that people are are cleaning up and Mm -hmm. and packing things up. And um, do you you break your tent? She does the same. She is, like, in a cartoon, there would be steam lines coming off of her. Okay. Like, she's clear for, or like a little, little... A little gray cloud over her. She's yeah. not in a good mood. Okay. So Sal packs up and she gets her stuff together. And I think one of the things that you notice as you're doing this is that as the camp breaks down, 
and like becomes flat again, you can see off in the distance there are a couple long, shallow mounds that are that are um. Well, that's really sad. Like freshly dug in the dirt out past the border of the camp. She's sad now. There's like six or seven. She's very sad. Yeah. Are any of them significantly smaller than the other ones? Uh, yeah, two of them. No, that's so mean. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's so mean. And those are the only the ones that the bodies were managed to be recovered. Oh, that's even like worse. Held on to. What? Did, how, give me your percentage. How many people did we lose? I was trying to find a different way to phrase that. You go and well, who do you find? Who do you want? Who do you want to talk to? I mean, I guess the head guy. Narcissus. Yeah. All right. Uh, I see guess you. right. He would be better than Marino. Marino. Uh, yeah, Narcissus is kind of barking out orders. And when you actually go to approach him, uh, Marino's with him. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of... Narcissus has, like, one hand on Marino's shoulder. And he's kind of, like, slapping the other one. Like, come on, what, get, get yourself together. Uh, and he turns the Marino around and sends him off to go run some errand. And Narcissus sees you and goes, Ah, little, uh, little soldier, little secret soldier. How are you feeling this morning? I mean, Coffee. Obviously, but that's not going to happen. So, how many people did we lose yesterday? He uh, he kind of laughs. He goes, uh, "Well, um, straight to the point then." Uh, there's no coffee. Uh, kind of looks down a little bit. He goes, "Um, we lost two of my guards, which puts us down to five, and we lost about eight people." How often? Does this sort of thing happen? Not often. Uh, we haven't gotten hit by raid by knolls for probably. This is the first one this year. We don't usually get stuck out in the step an extra night, and usually we can uh, keep a close eye out. And usually we have we're all wide awake and pretty secure. But this time they snuck up on us. I'm sorry for your loss. He he nods a little bit. He goes, um, yeah. We uh we might need new guard if you're ever uh, looking to spend some time out in the step. I'm gonna give you a pretty hard no right now, but you never know. Life life got got lots of twists and turns. <laughs> he lets out like he lets out like a deep belly laugh and goes, "Yeah, all right. I couldn't use a little girl like you anyway." And he turns around and he goes and starts uh overseeing other work. I yell behind him as he's walking away. Hey! Very loudly. And then immediately walk away. <laughs> you know? I mean, he turned to look at you and nope, you yelled, hey. No? I'm walking away. Okay. Alright. He kind of he shrugs and he just continues on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I go break down my tent and okay. camp area. You guys break tent. Uh, you load up the animals with, with the gear and luggage and stuff and um, you set out. And it's another few hours to Segarasa. Mm-hmm. By the time you're like first setting out, you can actually see what is called U-Escuru? U-Escuru? Which is the shield, I think. U-Escuru? I mean, I, that is not a word a four-year-old Diana would have had to learn, so I can't answer that for you. But it. what it sounds like you're saying is the old Portuguese money, which was an escuro. Escuro? 
This is what Google Translate told me. I really need to actually learn Portuguese. I mean, Google Translate also translates to por- to Brazilian Portuguese instead of Portuguese por- uh, European Portuguese. Well, whether or not this is actually Portuguese, this is a fantasy land, so it can be <laughs> fantasy Portuguese or just okay. made up fantasy word. All right. It's called uscuro. Okay. Which is uh. Os- all right. Escuro, uscuro, ascuro. Escuro. Give me a harder. Okay. Escuro. Escuro. U escuro. U escuro. Okay. And it's the wall that surrounds the, uh, the valley that Segurança is built inside of. Got it. Right? Okay. So the steps go on for for miles and miles, and there's these five valleys mm-hmm. that are that are, that dip under the steps, and that's where the Pentopolis has been built. Right. The five cities. Uh, and Segurança is the largest. It's surrounded by this wall called Uuscuru, and there are four gates in Uuscuru, and you guys are approaching the southwest gate, and you can see it in the distance. You can only see the wall, and it's this this twenty foot wall. No, yeah, like twenty feet, fifteen okay. twenty feet. Okay. Made out of uh, of stone and clay mm-hmm. uh, that the guards patrol. You guys, you guys walk on for a while um, with the camels and the horses and the terox. Do you walk alone? I think I walk in the vicinity of Flora because I'm a little bit worried about her specifically. But I don't make the first move to like communicate with them for a couple reasons. One might be kind of awkward because of the night that we had before, mm-hmm. and two, I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> you really hold on to Listen, comedy, huh? listen. I have lived with you. And I have been with you for almost nine years. You are impossible to be with until you have your coffee. I am basing this character trait on you. That's not true. I'm not that much of a grump, I don't really? think. Really? Really? I don't think so. Really? So... I mean, I love you, but no. Yeah, I think at one point, Flora comes up to you and she puts her hand on your hand on the back of your hand, and, like, squeezes it a little bit. Oh, like grandma style. Yeah, like grandma style. I think she she just kind of nods, and I don't know, I don't think she knows quite what to say, because she wasn't expecting that to come out of Sal. Right. I don't think anybody right. really was. She wasn't expecting that fight to come out of Sal. So I think she just kind of nods, and she, she kind of rejoins Gilberto, and they keep walking. After a little bit, I ask her if she's excited to, to go to the Corazon. Oh, yeah. Her eyes light up a little bit. She goes, yes, I'm excited to see my son. It's It's been a long time, and we're happy to, to move to Segaransa, and I don't think we'll ever leave the city again. Understandable. And Gilberto goes, especially after last night. Understandable. He goes, I don't, I don't ever have to see those slavering monsters again. I mean, if, yeah, that's... If I never see another one, I'll be okay. It's not a particular sight I need to see again. Are there any other scenes that you really want to have before you get there? No. Let's do a spout lore to see what you know about Segarasa. Okay. I got a seven. I add my intelligence, which is a plus one, which is an eight. But because I'm spouting lore, can I use my other things? Your specialty is Legends of Heroes Past. Right. Is there a connection between Segarasa and the Legends of Heroes Past that you want to make? These five places have been around for a while, right? It's not mm-hmm. like this is a new place. So these Heroes of Legends Past, like, each town probably has their own, like, 
claim to fame hero. Yeah. There's probably their own legends. So I think I'd recognize a few stories, at least, about this place. Now, these legends of heroes past, is this like Hercules past? Like, relative to Hercules? Oh, like, are relative to Hercules? No, I think it would be like ancient Rome relative to Hercules. It's a myth, but... It's like a modern myth. Yeah, it could kind of take place during this time, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you, then yes. Yeah, so you can use you can use your move then. I can ask the GM one question about it. The GM will answer truthfully, and the GM may then ask what legend, song, or her- tale you heard this information in. Oh, okay, so that's different than spout lore. That's, yeah. That's you ask me a question, and I give you, I just give it to you. I don't know if I want to do that. Why not? I don't know. You, you can get a free question out of it. I know. But I think I kind of want you to tell me something interesting about the place. And then I want to ask you a question. Okay. That's well, then, the way I think I want to do this. All right. So, yeah, sure. Uh, so, roll for uh, roll for Spout Lore. I did. It was a seven plus one for my intelligence, which is an eight. So, I tell you something interesting, and it's up to you to make it valuable. Right. Segaransa is the largest. It's the largest of the Pentopolis cities. It is kind of a big tourist attraction and a religious place. It's a religious <laughs> pilgrimage place. Right. And it is vast and diverse. That is the only new piece of information. I feel like I should get at least one more new piece of information. I'm pretty sure the move says I only have to give you one new piece of information. Oh, I want more. So that one new piece of information is it is a vast and diverse city. On a 7 through 9, the GM will only tell you something interesting. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't even say I have to sell it, tell you something new. Yeah. I just have to tell you something interesting about it. It is a vast and diverse city. All right. Well, now I'm going to roll for my move. Okay. You don't have to roll. Here's my question. Because mm-hmm. my book is Legends of Heroes Past, what is like, or like who is their hero? Oh, who is the hero of Segaransa? Right. The hero of Segaransa is Iverius. Iverius. Averius, be more. Averius. I'm very bad at this. And he is um, the hero conqueror of the desert and the protector from devils. He's largely credited with founding Segaransa. Okay. He's a man who they said went into the desert, uh, gave up his kingdom, and entered the desert and conquered the demons there, the devils there. Got it. And discovered the Sephira crystals and founded Segaransa. So you, you, you know of the story of Averius and, and you know that he's the, he's the patron saint, essentially, of Segaransa. After an hour or so, you guys approach the southwest gate. Okay. Here, things... Uh, actually, it's not terribly crowded there. Um, there's a lot of... I don't want to say bandits ruffians outside the city gate who are trying to sell things or scalp things or offer night stays or offer women to the people entering the city just women i mean it's, it's like i'm just saying okay not like sure they're very, offering men and women it's just not very representative all right they're offering men and women to okay. the people entering no yeah sure yeah you're right you're yeah. very right if we're going to go all patriarchal on this, okay? No. There are men who prefer men. And there have always been men who preferred their sex workers be men. Just saying. You're right. <laughs> there you off. Yeah, these kind of ruffians, these rough, these uh, shady dudes offering shady dealings. Okay. And there's also the guards right. that are in front of, that are at the gate. 
And uh, Narcissu leads the caravan to the gate, and he approaches the the guards and, and has a few words back and forth with them, talks to them a little bit, shows them his papers, and uh, they let you guys through. And you pass through this huge round gate. Like a moon gate? Yeah, like a moon gate. Okay. What was Sal's life like back in Forza? Very protected. Very sheltered, very protected. Like I said it earlier, she's not. she wasn't really allowed to go out. So, like, she would get money for, like, an allowance, but she wasn't really allowed to go out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, if she wanted something, they just kind of got it for her and it yeah. was brought to her. This might be a really poor way of describing this, but, like, you know the stories, the story of the Buddha is, like, the Buddha didn't see anything. Yeah. Then he went out into the world and he saw those four things. Yeah. I, she's not quite that. She knows about that stuff. She just was sheltered for a lot of it. The nitty-gritty, like, she would be scandalized, I think, by some of the things that these people are selling. Okay. I think she would be scandalized. And I think the first time that someone tries to pickpocket her or actually pickpockets her, mm-hmm. she will be like, what? I don't understand. Why would you ever do that? Like, I think she would be kind of shocked okay. by it. Did she Did she ever go out into the city of Forza with, like, a guard or... With, like, a team of guard. Like, she was, really? like, surrounded. Like, very protected. Okay. Very protected. Okay. Pre- we're going back. President's daughter. You don't leave the house without the Secret Service around you. Okay. Have like, we actually decided what her family was? No. Okay. So I'm telling you. Her father is a is head of the mining guild. Okay. And they mine Safira. So I guess you could say okay. he's head of the Safira guild, which, as you can imagine, is a very, very powerful position in mm-hmm. the five cities. And he doesn't run all Safira mining, like across the five cities, but he runs it in Forza. Okay. And that is a pretty big deal. Despite the level of power he had, the he was not leading the town. Um, right. Because the, the guilds lead the towns, and they're elected every couple of years. Right. And each city is slightly different. But he wasn't elected, and he was really striving for election. He was mm-hmm. really striving to, to uh, get control and to put the Safira Miners Guild in control of Forza. And I think that's partially why he was so protective of Sal. He didn't want Sal to get out he didn't want her to get hurt he didn't want her to embarrass him in any way yeah he was trying very hard to to take control of the city and i think that's why you had so many guards i think that makes sense yeah you didn't see too much of forza no um, not really and forza is not that big of a city it's one it's actually one of the smaller cities so when Sao sees segaranza she is blown away Accurate. You can barely see the other side of Segaransa from across the valley. Mm-hmm. It is massive and sprawling. Just the stairs that lead from the top of the valley down to like where Segaransa begins is a long walk. It's it's a pretty long ways, and they have like a ramp system, and there's like some there's some ways for people to carry goods and luggage and things like the escalators that are for carts like shopping carts yeah there's some systems set up to help people down but it's a pretty long ways down it's a pretty steep valley cliff before you you can just see this huge sprawling metropolis of these pastel painted square clay gypsum and adobe village um buildings just packed on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And there are people bustling everywhere in this part of the city by the gate. Because at the base of the gate, 
is a train station. Like a train or like a, like a, I, that was a dumb way to phrase that. Like a steam train or like a Japanese bullet train. What am I expecting here? Like a steam train. Yes. Like a steam train. But it doesn't run on steam. It runs on magic. It's a convoyu. Convoyu? Convoyu? Convoyu. That was a song we used to sing when I was little. That's in Portuguese. Okay. Okay. So so there's a there's a train station at the bottom of the valley where the gate is. Okay. And it's the same at each gate. Okay. There's a there's a train station. There were a lot of people outside the gate. There are dozens of people in the gate. They are of every shape, race, size of humanoid you can imagine. And the thing that you see that stands out the most is Ukurasao. Okay. So at the center of the valley, there is a large hill, and atop that hill is a temple. It's this massive gold-domed temple with a spire, and it's actually got a couple domes and spires spread around it. And it sits at the top of this hill that is pristinely landscaped, like lush green grass, a couple palm-like trees, right in the center of this city, like rising above everything else. It hits noon. As you're standing there, right, and the bells of Ukurosao ring and just let out this this melodious ring throughout the city. Are there temples in Forza? Yes, but nothing like this. Okay, so like the ringing would be familiar, but not necessarily the size or austerity of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, is that a word? Austerity, yeah, austerity. Okay, I know a word. It's a big one. <laughs> It's almost like I have a master's degree or something. Almost. Okay, so Sao is very overwhelmed, especially in combination with how little sleep she got and the events of last night. I think she's starting to be like, what have I done? This might be the biggest mistake I've ever made. Because I think her nature, I'm her, so I get to decide what her nature is. And I'm deciding that her nature is like leaning towards more one of like constitution and like bravery Mm -hmm. like whether or not she's actually brave whether or not she actually like goes through that stuff i don't know but i think she like her constitution is that she is a little bit more i can handle this like i can do this i'm a little bit more brave much like most young children like i can fly (laughs) let me get on the roof of this building and fall like kind of like that because she's young and because she's been sheltered for a lot of her life before you start heading down the stairs Two people see you, or three people. Uh, the first is Mourinho, and he walks up to you and goes, um, I just wanted to thank you again for stepping in last night. If if you hadn't done that, I'd be dead right now. Thank you. If you hadn't stepped in, there's a very real chance that I would be dead right now. He smiles a little bit and he goes, Narcissu is, is having us wait here a few days so that we can try to find more caravan guards and rest until we head out to Unidade. And he hands you a slip of paper and he says, um, we're going to be staying here if if you need anything. For the listeners at home, this is love interest number one. Number one? <laughs> I expect multiple. <laughs> um, so he hands you the slip of paper and then he goes and rejoins the, the caravan group. Okay. Before you start heading down the stairs, uh, Gilberto and Flora find you. They kind of give you a pretty similar offer. Flora, Flora takes your hands in hers and she goes... We hope that you find everything that you're looking for here. And if you need anything, always feel free to come find us. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. Gilberto uh, looks at you and goes, 
do you have anywhere to stay? Do you have any idea what you're doing now that you're here? No. <laughs> but I am going to go to the Corazon first and see if I can get some inspiration. They both kind of nod sagely. And as if, like, what you said made, made, Drake, like, made a lot of sense. And uh, Flora goes, uh, we'll be staying with our son Evaristo. So if here's his address, and if you need anything, please find us. Thank you so much. Uh, and they go and they start making their way down. There's a, like a, a winding, zigzagging ramp that heads down. Okay. Um, because they're a little old for the stairs. What do you do? Does it cost money to go on the train? Yes. Okay, so then not that. I mean, it doesn't cost a lot of money. But, but not, it does cost a little bit. Not that. You're not... It's it's a big city. Yeah, I know. Because it's overwhelming no matter what I do. Like, it's overwhelming if I'm walking. It's overwhelming if I'm on a train with, I'm assuming, commuters. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just going to be crazy. And train... Like, in real life, Diana hates going on trains. She doesn't know how to use the system. So it drives me crazy. I never know where to get off. And it's always... I No. Sound would be very confused because sound was me. She's a good idea of where Corazon, the Corazon is. So she just kind of starts walking. Sal makes her way down the stairs, and uh, you get to the train station, Mm -hmm. and it is just insane down there. There are massive, towering, stone-skinned giants. I should say goliaths, like, ten feet tall, carrying huge, like, bundles of, like, stone. Um, There are short dwarves uh, who are stout and stocky. And they've got their beards braided in different patterns, yelling at one another and kind of like shoving each other and trying to like arguing over something or other. There are hundreds and hundreds of people, humans, going about their days. Even orcs walking about, talking, laughing boisterously. There's a very real possibility that she's insulting people because she's just staring with her mouth slightly agape. This many people, this many types of people. Mm Mm-hmm think she's a little bit slight she's she's slightly taken back in a possibly offensive way why don't you defy danger oh this is fun you're defying danger and the imminent threat is the chaos of the city you sound like you're walking through it like slack-jawed and overwhelmed i'm thinking maybe wisdom yeah i think that makes sense mental fortitude seven plus wisdom is a whole solid zero so seven yeah so Sal's goal is to get to right now. Sal. Right now, the goal is to get to Corazon, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the logic. In the real world, as a school counselor, this is so weird that I'm bringing in real life. But like when people come to the city for the first time and they don't speak the language, or you know they're brand new and they need a community and they are religious, I often suggest that they go to churches or temples or something of their faith mm-hmm. because there's a like-minded group of people with lots and lots of resources. If this is a temple that people travel to from all over the place, there are going to be lots of resources. There's also going to be lots of scam artists, which means there are lots of criminals, which means that I don't necessarily need to be religious to get a resource when I go there. Uh, Sal hears a voice going, hey, hey girl, hey girl, coming from behind her and it's getting closer. So she definitely takes like three or four steps like much faster. Okay. Like she's, like she's thinking about running away and then she just turns around. Yeah, and this guy catches up to you. He goes, hey, girl, you look lost. I'm not. He goes, you're not. Nope. He goes, well, you're heading the wrong way from the train station. How do you know? How do you know where I'm going? Uh, because you don't look like you want to head into Dwarf Town. Okay, valid point. But maybe I do. But maybe also I don't. How do I get to the heart? 
He goes, unless you want to walk through Dwarf Town, you're going to want to take the train. And you don't want to walk through Dwarf Town. Why don't you want me to walk through Dwarf Town? Uh, because I don't like seeing newbie little girls get lost. Describe this man. This is uh, Diana to GM. Describe this man. He's uh, he's actually... How old is Konsosao? Is, is, uh, 20. He's 18. And he is very raggedy looking. And he's got kind of nice clothes. But his hair is a mess. And it kind of like hangs around his face. Audience, this is love interest number two. And he says, uh, he goes, he goes, listen, you don't want to walk through Dwarf Town. I can uh, show you another way. I don't want to trust you. Do you want to do discern realities? Yes. Okay, yeah, you can do discern realities. I can um, ask, like, what should I be on the lookout for? Well, so you roll, and then you get either three or one question, and then you get to, you can hold on to that question. You can wait and then right. do some more role play and then ask the questions later. Okay. So this is um, 2d6 plus a d- wisdom. Ooh, seven. My wisdom's a zero. So you get one question, and you can hold on to that for a little bit, or you can ask immediately. Well, I'm asking you the GM, mm-hmm. not the character. So yeah. what should I be on the lookout for in con- in relation to this interaction with this person that I'm having? You should be on the lookout for the two other guys who are a respectable distance, but watching the two of you having a conversation on either side of you. Can I ask a follow-up question or is that it? No, that is your one question. <laughs> Which way do you think I should go? He goes, come, come with me. I'll take you around the other side of the, of the station. No, tell me. Well, around the other side of the station. Okay, thank you. Bye. And I continue to walk into Dwarftown. He goes, <laughs> okay. He follows you. <gasps> and he goes, he goes, hey, girl, you, I'm telling you, you don't want to walk that way. What, what's the harm in me walking this way? He, he's like, he's like I'm, the dwarves are, they're, they stink. They're dirty. They're gross. And they're, they'll tear a girl like you up. So then maybe you should come with me to be protection. He goes, he goes, yeah, sure. Okay. Can I look around? Yeah. How far away are we from our starting point? From the starting conversation? How far away are we now? I don't know. You're uh, maybe 20 feet. Okay, yeah. I want to look around. Okay. I specifically want to see if those two people that the GM told me I should worry about are still there. Yeah, they are. And they're, they're still, like, they're on, like, either side of you. And they're, like... A good distance away, there's like people walking in and out. Are they? Is it clear that they're following me? Yes. (sighs) Do I recognize them? No. Why are you letting me ask these questions without making me roll? Oh, I don't. I don't. You're you're absolutely right. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm being way too easy on you. I mean, thank you for the free information. I appreciate. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so they're following me. I do Mm -hmm. not recognize them. No. I'm gonna roll because I well because I have follow up questions. Okay, what are you trying to do? I want to know if he if they look like they're with him, or if they are a like secondary party. Okay. Who have noticed me? Mm, okay. Is that discern reality? Yeah, I don't know if any of those questions are gonna answer that though. Can I make up a question? Nope. Fine, it won't do that. And I continue into Dwarf Town, and I hope that dwarves are nice to little girls. Yeah, this guy, uh, he keeps following you, and he keeps, like, trying to talk to you, and he goes, he goes, all right, look, I'll, I'll escort you through Dwarf Town, all right? I, I couldn't bear to see a girl like you get hurt. Just to be clear, you're doing this on your own. I'm not paying you for this. He, he laughs, and he goes, sure, sure. By the way, my name is, uh, Esteban? Dark. Esteban? Oh, my God. Uh, would it be Esteban in Portuguese? <laughs> no, I mean, I think it would be Esteban, but it doesn't matter. You just picked, like, the... Hey, baby. 
You did it. My name is Esteban. Like you just picked like the creepiest name. Yeah. Okay. Um. He goes. He goes. What's uh? What's your name? Sal. I think she's too innocent to lie to him. I don't think she would have thought of a fake name. Okay. So. He's he's walking with her and. Uh, so I think she's nervous mm-hmm. and I think she really doesn't know if she should trust him, but he sounds a little bit cute. Okay. For her. She doesn't have a lot of experience, so, like, any guy talking to her, I think, is going to be, like, oh, this is... So, I think she's, like, shyly doing the, like, you know, that little flirty stuff. Like, she's looking at him from the side of her her eyeball, and maybe she does a weird giggle. So, you guys enter this part of the city that looks like the rest of the city. There are a lot of dwarves here, and dwarves in Zagaransa are different than Tolkien dwarves, because I am a nerd. Um, so they're they're short and stout, and they got like these. They got big hands, mm-hmm. big huge hands, and they've got red beards. But the dwarves they have um they have flat faces, um almost like a cat's right, and they like flat wide noses, okay. almost like a cat's, and they've got little uh, like cup like ears, like a mouse's that are very expressive. So and the dwarves and the elves have. Kind of a joke between them that you can't trust a human because their ears don't move. Ah, okay. So you can never tell what a human's thinking because their ears don't move. That's cute. Also accurate. I don't know if dwarves were very common in Forza. They're not very common in the steppes in general, but there's a pretty sizable population of them in Segarasa because they work and basically built the trains, the train system. Would I have been familiar with them because my father is in mining? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, so you actually probably would be pretty familiar with them. Okay. In fact, do you want to spout lore? Spouting lore. A six. Plus my intelligence. Seven. I'm also going to tell you that the dwarves, um, all dwarves have beards. Yay, lady beards! All dwarves have beards. That That's something interesting about the dwarves that I didn't mention yet. Yeah. So it's very hard to tell, unless you are familiar with dwarves which sound is, it is hard to tell the difference between a male dwarf and a female dwarf. Okay. And the difference is how they braid their beards. I don't know if I need, is this about lore or not, but would I be familiar enough to know the difference? I think Sal could. Okay. Yeah, I think Sal would be able to, at least with some level of accuracy. Okay. There's a lot of dwarves in this part of town, and it's um, it's down deeper a little bit than, oh. than like the train station is. Okay. And uh, Esteban grabs your wrist a little bit, and goes, oh, you have got to check out this coffee shop. The, this guy I know in this part of town makes the best coffee. No, thank you. But maybe next time. We should definitely get coffee next time. He uh, grabs your wrist a little bit tighter and he goes, no, seriously, come on. Come check it out. No, thank you. But maybe next time. He pulls out a dagger. I pull out my rapier. Roll to defy danger. Okay. I got a three. There is nothing I can add to that. But once again, you have an option. You can take can XP or you can use your luck. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to use my luck. That bounced off the cat's foot. That's that a, shouldn't count. It counts. It's an eight. It counts. The cat is a part of the table. Is your luck now down to one or down to it's two? It's down to one. So you got an eight? I got an eight. Well, so what are you trying to do? Um, so I'm trying to get my rapier. He's trying to intimidate right, me. Acting fast? To, yeah. I think that's dex then. Okay, so my dex is plus one. That's a nine. He didn't know you had the rapier no, until you yeah. reached for it and grabbed it and you started to pull it out. And he jerks you really close and like presses the, like, the knife up towards your belly. He goes, you don't want to start a fight here, do you? 
I'm supposed to explain if I got a hit. I'm supposed to explain how it succeeds through sheer luck. So oh, is okay. this is this where I do that? Because I failed the first time, but yeah. I succeeded the second time. This sounds like a good setup for that. But I just okay, yeah. Okay, if you have something. At that moment, can like a group of dwarves like round the corner, and so he's trying to be a little bit more like inconspicuous about what's going on, so I have a little bit more room to grab my rapier. Yes, okay. that is perfect. Okay. Yeah. So a, a group of dwarves round the corner, and he sees them, and he like is distracted by them for a second, and that gives Sal enough time to to grab her rapier, and he pulls you close and, and says that. Right. And I think we'll stop there for now. And we will pick back up next week. Yeah. Thank you to Zach B, who is our editor, who has to do a lot of work on this episode. Also, thank you to In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. Check out all their stuff on Bandcamp. It's really good. Yeah, it is like the number one thing that I've been listening to now when I've been like developing the setting and working on the heart points bible and doing other writing stuff too i've just been listening to in love with the ghost stuff if you like us please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts if you could subscribe if you could leave a a review that would be great it really helps people to find us it helps us keep going because we know people are listening and they are enjoying it yeah um anything is appreciated uh, we did have two reviews this week, uh, one by Kim and one by Jeeves that were both very nice, very much appreciated. We really appreciate it, guys. Although, Jeeves, I did not appreciate you supporting Diana's sign-off. No, yay! She said, I am indeed having a very, very nice day listening to us. Yay! No. Oh, I'm going to keep doing it. No, I don't. Yay, thanks, Jeeves. Thank you. So bad. No, I'm so excited. But yeah, it means a lot to us, and if you do review us... Let us know, and we will give you a shout-out. Also, if you could just you know, recommend us to people who yes. like RPGs and RPG podcasts, if Absolutely. you could spread the word. Um, Several of our friends have told us that they have forced us onto some of their friends, and we really appreciate that. Yeah. Force our voices into their ears. <laughs> we really appreciate that. Uh, you can also follow us follow us at arroba heartpointspod. <laughs> Uh, if you could tweet about us, we would love to see us. Uh, tag us or hashtag heartpointspod so that we see it and we can give you a shout out. Thank you for st- to Steve. I think Steve tweeted about us. Yay. That was nice of him. So thank you guys. We really appreciate all the support. Um, we're really enjoying doing this and we want to keep doing it. So if you like it, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so is there... I think that's it. Is there yeah. anything else? Um, no, but I did... Okay, so... We went to a zoo, and there were leopards and there were cougars. And I was reminded of a recent fact that I taught Zach. Zach knows everything. And so I was thinking that instead of telling everybody to have, like, a really, really nice day, which I'm still going to do now. Thank you very much, Jeeves. I was thinking I could end with a fun fact. No, we are not going to do fun facts. And so my fun fact is this. Panthers are not a type of cat. (laughs) Panthers are (laughs) cougars and leopards who have the opposite of albinoism. I forget what that's called, but they're just black versions of that. And Diana's favorite is the leopard panther because they just look the best. My favorite part about this is that you just got it wrong. You've correct. Yeah, you've corrected me on this too. Uh You said it's cougars and leopards. It's jaguars and leopards. (gasps) No, I am wrong. You messed up. I did. You messed up. Oh my goodness. You messed up. Oh no. So much for a fun fact. That was ruined. All right.
But anyway, have like a really nice day. Have Just a, a really good one. Have a very nice day. Love ya. Thank you.